0: Hello, my lovelies. Welcome to another excursion down the river of enchantment and the streams of consciousness that we call late night love. It's been a, another long week, and I think we're all kind of getting ready for the next week to be over. I think <laughs> no, we are here. Um, so we're not going to talk about that today. Uh, We have some things that were a bit disturbing for me this week. There's a young singer, we're not going to mention her name because that's not what what we do, who normally wears baggy clothes. You all can figure it out. And she, apparently a paparazzi person, took a picture of her in uh, just normal clothes, tank top and shorts, and kind of a bad camera angle and all that. And she looked a little frumpy, shall we say. But no one's ever assumed she was a supermodel-type body person. She's always worn baggy clothes. and It's always kind of known she's kind of had issues with her her body shape. And I think it's sad, really, that not just society kind of will look at her and make some judgments on this poor, perfectly attractive young woman i don't you know she's just not built as a supermodel well how many of us are that's why these stand out it's because because almost none of us are built like that and this expectation that she should and that she carries us she clearly carries this expectation within her and there's other people right you can think of in her same industry i think her name is Lizzo I think she goes by she's a rather large woman but she's perfectly happy to wear almost no clothing around and she's perfectly comfortable in her skin and you know that's a much healthier mental attitude you know especially if you go in with you know that you know it's not as healthy for me physically but it is how I am you know we're not all built with a normal frame some of us have larger frames and some of us have smaller frames and some of it we can we can help and some of it we can't, depending upon you know individual circumstances. It's none nobody else's business to make that judgment. And I think the sad part is is here's a successful young woman and yet she still cares about what a bunch of people think is her body shape when really the proper attitude for someone like her to have would be, you know, the Lizzo attitude is "Well, you all can stuff it." I wear what I wear. Cause I like to wear it. That's what makes me feel comfortable regardless of whether it's a tank top or they're always baggy clothes. And if you like it or don't like it, look somewhere out, you know, it'd be nice if she could, I know it's not always easy, especially for these young women as they're, and the whole world is looking at them it's got to be even worse for some of them who have that naturally uncomfortableness with their body i know that's especially young men have it too it (sighs) but i think it's more pronounced in young women
1: well there's a lot more pressure i think
0: well we could have that discussion about you know the history of, of humanity and why these pressures exist but i don't think no one wants to sit there and have that kind of a philosophical discussion at the moment but there are reasons these things have still exist in our culture even though they don't matter anymore and that's what confuses us they don't matter and we don't take the time to look through history it's like okay well why did they once matter it's because life's were short and so you know you had to be attractive get partnered off to get a family so the tribe and species can continue and so there was a great pressure you know to show that you're fertile to show that you're that you're worthy was a great pressure i'm in to be successful to be good at hunting to be good at fishing to be a good farmer to be a successful you know trapper whatever the hell it was it is you have to be good at it that's that's why we do it with sports. We we now have just changed how we express it, but that that innate desire for the human animal to stand out, to be noticed by people they want to partner with, it's it's timeless. It actually exists in animals, you know, the peacocks, and they all do it in some form or another. Well, except for maybe fish, like salmon, where they just lay eggs and some random fish comes and fertilizes them. But the lengths they'll go to to get to the responding ground is incredible. So that drive, yeah. there's something in that. And it manifests itself in various ways. And it kind of manifests itself in a way in today's culture that is not always healthy for us mentally, you know, because yeah. we're it's no longer we're no longer animals in the cave we've we're animals in houses and cars <laughs> we're, we're slightly more evolved than the caves that pressure is no longer the pressure to you know it's to procreate or go extinct it well it's no longer relevant we don't have to procreate to go or or go extinct there's plenty of us around extinction is no longer an issue and so you know, so the actual, the realistic pressure, the reason that that pressure exists doesn't no longer exist, but the internal pressure from us as animals, from the sense, from the beginning of our humanity, it, from the beginning of nature, it still does. still there. It's still there. And so, you know, you get this, this poor young woman who's successful, entirely successful more successful than most of us could ever wish to be and yet she still has to deal with the same problems that you know ever the the rest of us do success doesn't get you out of the daily grind in some sense it magnifies it yeah, you know, we get to have experience that in, you know, in our own minds. She has to experience that in, in front of the whole world, in front of the whole world and the critics of social media and God forbid you go on Twitter and that kind of thing. It's just, oh no. Yeah.
1: That's so, sad.
0: Yeah. Well, luckily there's enough people who kind of stand up and defend her and speak like we do at it. And so there's a counterbalance. There's a
1: voice of reason in there. There's there's
0: a counterbalance to it, but it's still for the poor young woman, you know, for everybody else watching, there's a good counterbalance. But if you're at the center of the storm, do you care that there's a counterbalance? I suppose at some point you will, (laughs) when the storm (laughs) passes a little bit, you'll care. But in the middle of it, do you care?
1: Probably not.
0: No, you seek a rock to crawl under. That's what I would do. Yeah. Well, I...
1: poor girl. How old is she?
0: Oh, she's got to be in her early twenties.
1: Early twenties. Oh, jeez.
0: Yeah. So it's 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 sad. So, but we do have a. No, wait. Let me do this. Let me get over. Let me do something. Okay. So here's a, here's a question. Two years ago, this uh, young woman went on a date with a guy. He was nice and all, but not for her, right? And she did a crappy thing and ghosted him. She's not proud of it. So now today, she shows up the gym to meet her new personal trainer. And it's him. He hasn't seen her yet. She's hiding in a shower stall. And <laughs>
1: I say face the music go out hi I'm sorry
0: Well it's like you know you've got a coin flip chance that he either doesn't remember you because we're stupid or he legitimately doesn't care when we'll treat it like a like a business we'll thing.
1: treat it like a business thing.
0: yeah and you your business transaction you you've got a coin flip it, you know and if it does come up you know you say, I'm sorry, I probably should have just told you that, you know, know, you're nice and everything, but, you know, it wasn't there, there.
1: Yeah, the sparks weren't there.
0: Yeah, it's just I couldn't, there was, you know, there was no attraction. Yes. You know, but these are the things in life that we have to go through. We have to grow from. Hiding know, a shower, <laughs> <laughs> I understand the instinct. I really do. <laughs> I really, really understand the instinct. And you're know, we'll put up the big one on that. So so I really do understand the instinct. I mean, I would want to. It's just, I put, I put it as a comment. Ah. So other people can see what I'm talking about. Um. So I really understand the instinct. You, you ghost somebody and they're perfectly nice. If they were, a, you know, an unpleasant person or, or something, or if they had, a, you know, okay, fine. But, you know, these perfectly nice, you just didn't, you ghosted them because it was easier than saying, you know, you don't want to hurt a nice person's feelings. And so you avoid that conversation. Well, now look where it's got you.
1: Did she ghost him or did she just let it die? Because I I wonder about lately, you know, sometimes you can just let it die, but it doesn't mean that well, you
0: ghosted him. Well, if they reached out to you, if they tried to connect with you, say more than once or once, and you didn't sort back and say, and give them a.
1: Then that's ghosting. Then yeah, that's
0: ghosting. But if neither one of you tried to contact each other then they just weren't just neither one of you were interested in taking it any further and you just moved on that's true that's the other side of that it's entirely possible so without knowing more but i think what the the important thing here is to kind of learn your lesson to put your big girl pants on and, and go out there and deal with your life Have because those
1: uncomfortable conversations
0: because what's going to happen is in six months or something he's going to or another two years he's going to go be sitting there at, you know approving your loan for your house or something you never know and so now you're gonna have to face him then would you rather face him then or now you know now it's just uncomfortable he knows your name he's seen you on who's his next person is you're gonna have to how can you not <laughs> he knows your name <laughs> uh,
1: probably looking forward to seeing
0: her yeah he just want to say hi hi you know. how are you
1: Ready to work out?
0: Most of us, most of us are adults enough to move on. You know, now we all feel like this. Don't get me wrong—the urge to high, go jump in a shower—and I understand that. But come on, man, dude. Seriously. Yeah,
1: that's a little. that's a little immature.
0: I can actually understand doing it. You're going. A minute or so, just to kind of gather.
1: I just want (laughs) to, why me? Yeah, you know, just take a minute. Me, poor
0: me. (laughs) Just okay,
1: time to handle my business. Yeah, yeah, I can understand. Yeah,
0: I can understand the, the taking a minute, pull yourself together, get your thoughts. Okay, if it goes this way, that's what I'm gonna do. If it goes this way, that's what I'm gonna do. And just kind of so it's so you're more a little bit more comfortable dealing with an uncomfortable situation, but just to hide in the shower. Go, oh, now I'm going to ghost him again as a personal trainer. Come on, man.
1: I see a pattern
0: here. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Learn us a little something, please with all the kindness, because it's going to make you a better human being in the future. Do you want people to treat you like that? You're putting out into the universe, what you're going to get back. And you don't want to get it back in spades. So, you know, take care of it now. And that's kind of what my feeling with that would be.
1: Well, no one wants to have those uncomfortable conversations. but it, Because you're never quite sure how they're going to react. But the, the truth of the matter is most people are very gracious.
0: Yeah, well, because most people have done it. And so you know they're a little empathetic and so they're understanding we've on never all of us have you know we've never been perfect all of us are flawed human beings who have not left, lived up to our own standards if you have any sense of personal growth at all I mean unless you're still twelve you know which I pretend I am but I'm really not twelve just uh at, no. just at three in the morning <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> but but unless you're, you know, unless you never grow up, unless you're freaking Peter Pan or something, yeah, you, your standards of behavior are going to evolve and change as you learn and learn that ghosting somebody isn't a good idea. You send a quick note, you know, hey, I had a nice time, but there was no long-term connection. That's much easier than diving into a shower later in life. Yeah, you know, I think that's the lesson here. Yeah.
1: Even just so, you know, if you want to, even just make it short. Can we be friends? Can we just be friends? Yeah,
0: no, I'm perfectly fine if neither one of you reach out to each other. But if one somebody reaches out, you have to be big enough. Well,
1: if somebody reaches out, you can't just not answer them.
0: Yeah, well, unless it's your best friend and you just don't feel like talking to them that day and you forget to reach out to them, and and yeah, but that's a whole different story. But yeah, you know, you want to be kind. Because I, man, I ghost people all the time. So I can't really talk about ghosting. (laughs) I can't really throw any stones. (laughs) Well, because conversations for me, they have an ending. And so there's nothing left for me to say. There's nothing
1: left to say. I know. I don't
0: say it. Yeah. So I'm just crappy at ending conversations. And so I just, I don't know. So maybe it's not ghosting if, if you just, just, if no, all you, were gonna...
1: you end a conversation. That's ending a conversation. You just don't respond. But if they say, "Hey, what's up," they reach out that initial contact. Okay. You know that that has to be. I feel there's a social obligation.
0: Okay, so that leads us talking about obligations and social obligations. We're gonna kick that one in the- That horse to death, here. If we talk, all right, all right. Um, in the modern era, but this is actually a good segue because, in the modern era, what is cheating? That's kind of our next topic on this thing. Let's pull this off. Yes, what is cheating?
1: What is cheating? Well, in today's very complicated society, that has to be discussed because some people are like, you can't chat to but you know, there's an open relationship and I think it, we've discussed it before. uh, uh, There's a difference between the emotional and the physical cheating, but bottom line, it all comes down to, I mean, a ton of communication and being realistic about what works for you.
0: Yeah, because well, in our day, forty years ago, thirty years ago, when we were growing up and we were, it was cheating was very easy if you had a physical relationship with somebody and that was cheating because it was almost impossible to have an emotional connection with somebody else outside of say someone you worked with on like ten hours a day and you just gather a uh, and you just gather a, a relationship over the course of time and you can't really help it mm-hmm. And and so I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> I'm sorry. She's over here adjusting herself, adjusting her clothes. <laughs> and so I'm trying to, to...
1: <laughs> I had a wardrobe snafu <laughs> <laughs>
0: And so I'm usually pretty. I'm usually pretty good at igno- at ignoring about what's going on around me. I'm sitting here watching <laughs> her going, "What the heck is she doing?" And <laughs> <laughs> we're so professional. Okay, now we're the, yeah, you're a great subject breaker. We're talking about <laughs> cheating on your on your significant other, and then you know, we get all distracted. But it, it's it used well, to be. Well, you were
1: talking about work.
0: Yeah, it used to be that. The only kind of chance you had for an emotional connection was kind of for somebody you worked with. And then it would have the danger of slipping into a physical connection. And that's kind of how it happened. But now the potentials have exploded. And the types of relationships that are now deemed socially acceptable have also exploded. No open relationships type things, no one really cares about outside of them. Society doesn't give a crap. Not really. That is a grand scope of thing. No. You know, it's are you guys happy? We okay, care.
1: Yeah. What do you care? Knock
0: yourselves out. It's just you know, we most of us we don't understand. how Well, we can here work. in
1: this country.
0: Yes. Here in the United States, it's in other places you could go to jail for that kind of thing. But
1: yes, indeed, you get stoned. Yeah.
0: But, you know, people still engage in it. They just don't talk about
1: it. They just don't talk about it. But It's a big risk. I I wouldn't risk that. But then you always think, I'm going to get caught.
0: Well, yeah. Ah! But the fact that people are willing to take that risk tells you how kind of the human drive for that is. For the wide variety of you know, human interactions. Yeah. They know that the risk is potentially to, you know, death by society. And yet they'll engage in that type of behavior because the human spirit is its own master, so to speak. Which brings us back to, you know, if you're in a committed relationship, you have to have the boundaries of that relationship. And if you violate those... <sighs> It's a very difficult thing. You know, maybe you can get away with, I don't know what you can get away with. You can get away with one, I suppose. If you violate one, an emotional or a physical, someone can understand that you were in a bad place. And you made kind of a decision that you wouldn't make if your head was in the right spot. If you weren't under incredible amount of stress or whatever it is you were going through. But if you do both, if you violate an emotional, if if it's an emotional violation and a physical violation, I don't see how you come back from that because you've chosen somebody else. Yes. You know, one or the other is is it can be. I don't want to say written off, but can be a mistake. It can be a victim of circumstances. You know, at a time of need, at a time Of weakness, you're dealing with all kinds of stuff. Something comes along and you need some human connection, and you know, and that happens. You know, those are the relationships that actually get brought back when you see those people. Well, they cheated on them, well, yeah, but if they make it back, then it was only one. It's pretty much a guarantee that it was only either a physical or emotional relationship, uh, yeah. It wasn't both. Because both, you've determined that you don't longer want a relationship with... I
1: don't want a relationship with you. I want someone else. You
0: wanted the relationship with the other person.
1: Well, it's where you're putting your efforts. So, Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. But I think what we should learn from this kind of discussion is that you need to be mindful of yourself to not put yourself in those positions you know when you're being especially needy when you're feeling especially needy it's when to turn turn to your partner not away from them you know if you're feeling the need to get fulfillment elsewhere either emotional or physical you know, you have to understand why it could be that you're completely full your, your relationship is full and you're looking for you know, the cherry on top, and that's one discussion, but that's, you know, if you're, then it's not cheating because both of you, you've you've had this discussion, your relationship is full and you've decided to put something extra on it. But if you're doing it to find fulfillment, to fulfill yourself in some way, to fill an emptiness, either a physical or an emotional emptiness, it's probably time to look towards your partner to find out, Hey, what happened? How did we get here? Now? Maybe it's obvious. Maybe there's been a long term illness. And you know, and it's just wearing on you. And you can't turn to your partner, because they can't take any more than they're
1: dealing you know, with right now
0: dealing with and then you know, then what do you do? I think that's the dangerous ones. Uh-huh. It's because with those times when you can't turn to your partner, where do you go? That's a hard one. It's, that's like, But again, oddly enough, that's when you have to find some way to turn to your partner. And you have to turn to the moon because there's no other, there's still nothing else to do. You're not going to help anything. No. Why not? Right. Yeah maybe you still can get fulfillment maybe the discussion is enough yeah And you'd be surprised how can fulfilling just telling them how you're feeling and if you can't turn it get a counselor call somebody please because you know there's before you go looking for you know an uh, empty fulfillment you know before you go drink the red bowl of what is it the uh, red bull of cheating
1: red bull of cheating
0: well that's what it is it's like it's, it's just uh, it's an empty rush
1: it's an empty rush okay
0: yeah it it, it does the job for a half an hour and, yeah. and then you're worse off than you're now you're now now you've got no energy and your stomach is feeling queasy so say <laughs> so worse off than you were before and I think that's the danger of unfaithfulness you end off worse than you were.
1: Always.
0: Yeah. If you're that unhappy, deal with it. Don't avoid it because the unfaithfulness is avoidant. You need to have to deal with it.
1: It's a horrible place to be.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, in my first marriage, it was a violent marriage, and I was not dealing with it. And I would look elsewhere, and it was empty, hollow. I, I was very young and stupid, and it took a lot of years of counseling. And I still, I, I had, um, I worried for a long time in my next relationship my next marriage if I I thought I wasn't able to be faithful I thought something was wrong with me Um, and and, but it took a lot of counseling and but I still today and not it doesn't sit it doesn't sit well you know I mean I've accepted that's what happened but I'm not happy about it you know
0: no, well, because the the more mature, knowledgeable you says, you know, there's a I could have intercepted that in any number of ways long before that happened.
1: Oh, for heaven's sakes, I I could, you know, yeah,
0: but, I
1: should have gone straight to counseling. I should have been in counseling. I but I was hiding the violence.
0: Yeah, which is ultimately the acceptance at some point point. and.
1: But ultimately I did, I went to, I was in counseling for a year and a half before I left him.
0: And then you had to go do it anyway. And that's that's the ultimate thing. Whatever you're running from is you still, at the end of the day, you're still going to have to deal with it.
1: Still have to deal with it. Yeah. And now I have the additional guilt and there is I wouldn't say shame. Sometimes I feel shame in the dead of the night, you know, I was that kind of person, you know. But I'm but I'm not today. Yeah.
0: Well, you know. I think I don't think any of us as human beings are. I'm
1: not in my early twenties anymore. I don't make this decisions.
0: <laughs> well, I don't think any of us that have hit our fourth or fifth decade of existence have a clean record. I just don't think it's possible. You know, I don't. Uh-huh. I try to live as good a life as I can, but that version of what good life means has evolved over the course of my 50 years on this planet. It's evolved a lot over the last 20, 25, 15, 20 years. It evolved a lot. You know, 20 years ago, you could barely see in front of your own eyes. And, Now you get access to knowledge and you can see so much more and oddly enough, the more you know, the more you learn, the less, you know, Yes. and the more you understand how little you actually know, and that's what makes you wise. It's not necessarily what you know, it's that you don't know things, so you have to be careful and slow and methodical. Yes. And you can't just go running off based upon emotion because emotion can lead you to wonderfully glorious things, but it can also lead you off a cliff. It sure can <laughs> it can, can lead you straight off a cliff. I know emotion has led me straight off a number of them. <laughs> and the best thing about the worst thing about cliffs. Is there's always a ground somewhere. Bam. <laughs> <Man. laughs> yeah, I, I, I crash hard. And so, well, historically, I crash hard. So I've learned to not operate on emotion well as much as I can. Well, you know the whole anxiety disorder thing. You live in fight or flight or fight mode, so you're not going to make great decisions. <laughs> when everything is fight or flight, you're not going to make good decisions. You're interpreting the world wrong, and so <laughs> and so your emotions are wrong, and so you it's impossible to literally to make the right decisions because you're just not interpreting or seeing the world. Back. You know, that's what I had to accept, that, you know, I have to accept responsibility for everything that I did, but also knowing that I was, in a sense, I didn't have the knowledge to understand how to make the right decision. So, in a sense, it's both, it's not my fault, but it is my responsibility. And that's a hard thing to accept. Because, okay, I made all these decisions based upon stuff that was quite literally out of my control but yet it all still has to come answer to yourself because no one else can pick up your pieces of you but you people can help you people can give you support you know they can hold the proverbial broom or whatever it is you want to whatever analogy you want to come up with but the actual difficult work uh putting yourself together is you accepting responsibility for the things you did. Even if the situation and the circumstances you were in were not your responsibility, ultimately how you behaved in them is. Yes. Even if everybody in the world would understand, yeah, well, I understand that why you would behave that way. Yeah. Yeah. But it, still, I you know, in hindsight, it could have been better. And the reason you look is so you, if it ever, so you don't do that again. Don't <laughs> do that again. <laughs> the reason yes. you accept responsibility for it is so you can, you know, move oh, on. Move on and not do it again. Because if you don't accept responsibility for it, then you're always a victim. Yes. And you don't want to live life as a victim. Accept responsibility. No, the situation isn't my fault isn't my but how I deal with it is
1: it is and it was
0: and so you know so you can be a victim without being a victim and you're a victim of a, at a time and place not for all eternity and I think that's something that we can uh, but to wrap this yeah. up in a more loving way because it's time to create our uh, a halftime break here in a second okay uh, a way to wrap this back all up to this whole whole cheating thing is to not just to don't but i did want to come back to you know if you were sick one of us was sick
1: okay yes
0: you know and the physical connection wasn't really possible and the other ones discussed you know they need some kind of physical just
1: cuddle buddy
0: Yeah, we'll call it a cuddle buddy, you know, just someone to be able to have some kind of stress relief is really essentially at that stage is all it is. It's a stress relief. It's a connection to a stress relief with another human being that you can no longer. But, you know, if you can have that discussion with your partner Uh and you're both kind of in agreement that, okay, is it okay
1: for me? I would I I don't know if I would I'd have to really be there to make that decision whether I would ask you you know hey how do you feel about this me doing this but when I think about if I were sick I would immediately you know go ahead sure I'm fine with it
0: Yeah well because at that stage if you're if I'm getting everything I need f- from you and you say, you know, I-, I, I need this because I'm just stressed out from all the, or, you know, whatever it is, I need something away from taking care of you. Uh-huh. And you go, Oh my God, please go do. Oh, uh-huh. you don't tell me about it because I don't want right. to hear it.
1: Oh yeah. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to <laughs> freaking hear one word. Did you have a nice time? Yes. Okay. No, sure. I don't want to hear it. that.
0: It's just, just, it's tuesday you're out doing your tuesday thing or whatever it is you know i don't Uh, know if it has to go that far but i you know in a sense i don't even necessarily would want to know when or how or what i don't want to know well i'm
1: sorry you're gonna have to know something (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well this is good to know okay (laughs) now i have to i have to pad one of my Uh one of my things. (laughs) I'm
0: oblivious anyway. Come on now. (laughs) That way I wouldn't have to think about it. That's all it is. I mean perfectly fine. I just wouldn't want to think about it. And don't get me wrong, it wouldn't upset me if I did think about it. It's just easier if I didn't have to. (laughs) Well, I
1: didn't think that I would think about it. Yeah, but well, wanted... yeah, that's a new wrinkle. <laughs> would I think about
0: it? Of course you would. Oh my god!
1: Would you think about it?
0: Have did you just did you just listen to yourself? Have you met yourself? Do you need to go stand in the mirror here on the break? <laughs> of all the people who didn't think that you would think about it, what the hell? No,
1: no, no I just thought about you. Yeah, but... And what you would need. Yeah, that's the... I'll what, deal with it.
0: Well, yeah, but you'd still think about it. And that's what I don't... I try to want to avoid the thinking about it part.
1: Uh-huh. That's all. See? I See, th- I don't know if I could do that to you. See? I don't know <laughs> if I could do that to you.
0: Oh, no, no, I wouldn't... It wouldn't upset me or anything. It's just it, It'd just be one of those things. You know me. It's I not mean, like I'd be upset or anything. It just
1: no. That's now me being fifty nine. Okay, now if I was younger, if I was in my twenties, it would be yeah, we're gonna work this out, you know. <laughs> but being fifty nine, I you know this would call. You use the analogy before you pull one string of a of a cobweb you know <laughs> and uh, one string and it affects all the others yeah. you know i don't know if i'd want to mess with it if you're sick why would i want to cause more problems
0: yeah but if but see if i know it's bothering you it might actually cause less problems if if oh okay so it, it's not it's not an easy question that's why it's not an easy question yeah it's not a direct answer there's no there's no, there's literally no right or wrong answer. It's the answer that works for you, as uh-huh. an individual person or couple, uh-huh. or however. There's no right or wrong answers. Right, right,
1: right. We're just talking. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And of course, you know what we say now could be completely all different blown
1: from, out the window <laughs> when, when it actually happens. <laughs> so you know, let's, let's be honest.
0: It's all very good in theory. <laughs> Makes for
1: good radio, right? it's yeah. a good podcast.
0: It may, yeah, it's all great in theory, but I'm not entirely sure what I that don't means. know what the fuck What the hell that actually means when it comes to the uh real world and we are going to create our little break. Let's see, we've discussed some body shaming so far tonight. We've had a discussion about uh, ghosting. Uh, yeah. personal trainer that used to be a date. Oh no, ghosting the yeah, well, yeah, she goes to them twice. Stop that! No ghost yeah, th-
1: she goes to them twice. The comment we had a comment.
0: Yeah, a yeah, comment. Decide if you want him as a trainer. If you do, deal with it. If you don't, wouldn't it be better to cancel and pay for the session and find another gym than to reject them twice or just use a different trainer at the same gym? Just be an adult. I think is the best. It's a just put your big girl pants on. Just. Go- Just,
1: yeah, Yeah. deal with your business.
0: Yeah, just put your big girl pants on and go be an adult, I think, is the best. Yeah, it's embarrassing, but it's less embarrassing and still behaving like Face the music. And then still behaving like a high school child, I think, is the lesson there. All right, Lobby, so what do we got over there?
1: Well, I have a couple questions. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. How does one vent frustrations in the relationship in a healthy way
0: how do you vent. now
1: personally i vent sometimes and um, but i do that judiciously because i don't want to turn into a nag for myself i don't want to be a nag it's no way to live and i don't and i like you so i don't want you to have to live that way either so i don't I don't nag. I I have to but that doesn't mean I don't think about things every day. But I it helps for me to check in with you to see the status because with, things are long term around here. Nothing is nothing is solved in a day.
0: No, no. I <laughs> wasn't built in a day.
1: No, no, no. This is a long-term project. Yeah. So I check in with you on the status and, and oftentimes just to feel just, just check with you and, you know, and you're like, I'm frustrated too. <laughs> you know? So it's like, yeah, okay. I'm not the only one. I feel better now for some freaking reason. <laughs> <Isn't> That's sad. <laughs>
0: Well, <laughs> oh, it's, it's human. It's I someone to the commiserate, you know, misery loves company, but even though it's not really misery. Well, yeah. I think, but in relationships, if you're frustrated with your relationship, you probably let something go too long. Ah. Uh. And so my thing is, the reason I don't get frustrated, I don't get frustrated is because I talk about stuff long before it gets to the point of frustration. Now, there's moments where I get frustrated with you. Because well, like, someone's yeah. taken forever to can we go you wanted to leave 10 minutes ago it was your schedule (laughs) no but that i don't think that counts as being frustrated in your relationship because i don't carry it past that thing you know once we're gone on the road we're on the road and
1: well there's day-to-day frustrations
0: yeah but that that doesn't count it doesn't frustrate in the relationship i don't how see how you
1: can lose your phone so many times and your <laughs> keys it's black, you know, and, your, black and your wallet oh, and man. you forget your wallet sometimes what was that time like twice in a row at the store
0: Hey, I left it in the car. It's because the pants. I had to take them out of the pocket. It's because I wear I can't wear those pants and sit in the car. Oh, the wallet falls out of the pants, so I have to take it, stick it in the in the car, and then when I get out the car, I go to the go. To the, the wallet's still in the car. If I don't wear that particular, well, it's, set of pants,
1: it's 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 a little embarrassing. I'm standing there. Da, da, da. Welcome to my world. Da, da, da. It's
0: embarrassing for you. Are you the one who forgot your wallet?
1: <laughs> Mm-hmm. You're on the move.
0: Yeah, because you know why? Because I'm the dummy who forgot my wallet. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's
0: yeah, so, yeah.
1: So, point being, there are frustrations day to day. There's day to day. Just I like think just living with someone else.
0: Yes. Yeah, so the question is now: Does that day to day frustrations frustration build up into a bigger frustration? Right me it doesn't i accepted it that you know you'd... oh it's a minor
1: inconvenience it's not even an inconvenience it's just a it's just a feeling
0: yeah yeah i wouldn't call it okay at the moment it feels like an irritation but in 20 minutes it doesn't so what do i care right
1: right right Yes, yeah. but at the moment yeah it's just like come on
0: yeah yeah i was ready at your time
1: when was that? Today?
0: Any day. Any day.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Take your pick.
1: Well, I ran a couple minutes behind sometimes.
0: Sure. Now we'll go with that one. Okay, what do we got next before we get it? Before we start venting frustrations inappropriately. This is- <laughs>
1: <laughs> venting frustrations
0: are appropriately I don't even think we actually answered the question how do you vent your so we, you don't you've 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 yeah. discussed your problems before they get to the point where they're relationship frustrations yes and then no, you learn, and you learn to no. differentiate to differentiate you. you learn to tell the difference between, <laughs> between a day-to-day frustration a
1: day-to-day frustra- frustration and a
0: relationship a relationship frustration yeah. perspective manager yeah. perspective I think is your best course of actions on that. All right. So what else we got?
1: We have, do you have to know all of each other's friends? I
0: don't think so. Well, that's one of these things where it depends on you and your relationship. For us, no, but there might be relationships where you know you want to, you need to.
1: Well, yeah, there are some people who feel they need to.
0: Yeah. And, but, you know, if you're in a relationship with that person, you know it, and it's just part of your relationship. I think it's one of those standards of the relationship that you discuss and you deal with early on. And if you didn't deal with it early on, you haven't done the proper work to have a successful relationship. And so you're going to have to do it now. It just makes it harder. mm mm-hmm. You know it's okay. You know, hey, how many of us got it right the first time, or the second time, or the fourth time, or the sixth time? You know, not many. You know, you just you just keep trying. Yes. Yeah. Oh, we didn't cover this. Well, damn it! Now we got to cover it. Now we
1: got to cover it now. Yeah. Uh, After uh, we
0: set patterns of behavior, and then yeah. But so so be it. You're gonna have to do it because you don't want to do it later you put it off. It's just going to make it harder to it deal with it, because yeah. it's going to come because up
1: because it becomes ingrained.
0: Yeah. Well, it's good. And then,
1: and then it's like you, you want to, ch- you come to one partner. I want to make this big, huge change. It's like you're changing foundation thing. What the heck?
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's like, Hey, I want to knock a couple walls out of the house. Well, Hey, I like the house. Like it is. What's going on?
1: Right. right. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Uh, Well, yeah, but I always wanted it this way. Why didn't you say anything when we built the damn walls? (laughs) (laughs) You know, we could have had a discussion. We could have put half a wall in or something. You know, who knows? But we could have had a discussion about it. And now all of a sudden we have to knock down all the walls because you've been unhappy for 10 years. It's, you know, you're going to have to deal with it. And maybe you just didn't deal with it because you didn't notice. You know, sometimes you just don't notice. Well, there are,
1: And there are sometimes things that grow and people do change. Yes, they evolve. And they, what was tolerable 10 years ago is no longer tolerable today you know
0: they or vice versa or it wasn't tolerable it
1: wasn't tolerable 10 years ago and today you you've grown you can handle it
0: yeah yeah right, or so you you know what maybe I was wrong maybe that is better <laughs> you know you know hindsight is twenty twenty, and all that it's uh, so you just have to keep yourselves in the uh, in mind I guess. So, what else we got over there?
1: Would you feel insecure if I pen, if I spend a lot of time away from home? Well, now I I put this directed at you, but um, you know, this is a. I mean, I should have phrased it. You know, what can someone do? You know, if someone is spending a lot of time away from home and they start feeling insecure, I mean, how, what do you do?
0: Well, I guess, what are they doing? Are they just having an insane amount of time at work, working 12-hour days because it's that season or something? Or are they, you know, spending all day at Cheers?
1: Uh, it, you know, norm. I,
0: yeah, I said, you know, there's a difference between those two things. Uh-huh. You know, maybe someone's overworking uh, because they're avoiding time at home. And that may be a discussion. Or maybe they're working because they want to give you a better life. They don't want you to have to put out so much effort. They'd rather do it. And you'd say, I'd rather have you home. And that's a discussion to have. You know, I'd mm-hmm. I'd rather have you here for that f- four hours a day rather than a bigger house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, they may be out working for it to get you give you a bigger house, give you a better life and you say, well, my better life is to have you home more. I'd rather have a slightly worse standard of living. If I get to see you more. Mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, kind of discussions that we don't have these days.
1: So many Well,
0: people do, but as a society. What is your real standard of living? Is it a big house full of full of big screen TVs and lots of stuff, or is it, you know, a modest house where you get to spend time with those who those you love, and you have you earn a living with something that fulfills you, rather than something that just gives you a big paycheck. Mm-hmm. And there's no right or wrong answer.
1: Well, people do choose that every day.
0: Yeah. Well, and some people choose stability. Some people will go to a job they don't particularly like because it's a stable paycheck. You know they're going to get a retirement. Good benefits. And good benefits. And that security is is more important to them than upward mobility. Yes. They know they're going to have at least a solid middle class life for as long as they're alive and you know especially if you work like for the government or something
1: i was just thinking
0: like state government or a federal government you know you got a pretty good chance of having a, at least a middle class life for for the rest of your life and that's comforting think about all of human most of human history where we're scraping a barely scraping a living And you want to tell me that doesn't sound attractive? The hell it does. It
1: does sound attractive, actually. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Why the hell? You know, it's why wouldn't you take it? Well, because some people don't like that kind of. Some
1: Some people wouldn't be able to function.
0: No. Some people need more
1: creative, for one. Some people need to be. Well, you can find creative stuff
0: inside that, but it's they need the freedom to, to. be something different it's it's not just creative it's it's when you join that type type of system you sacrifice upper mobility you sacrifice something you're never going to be bill gates or steve jobs or mark zuckerberg or or anything like that Mm -hmm. that's not your path you've chosen a path of stability Rather than a path of mobility, and there's no say in either one is right because the path of mobility can also end up on the streets.
1: Well, yeah,
0: yeah, more people fail than succeed on that other path, which is why that path of stability is so attractive because the, the what we're calling mobility path, you know. it it goes both ways, goes up and down. It's not a standard, easy slope, A, a, a smooth drive. And some people aren't cut out for it. And then there's other people who you know, but we need both. I think that's, you know, a functional civilization needs both. That's why there's no right answer. You know, which which lifestyle is best? one that works for you. Exactly. That's what lifestyle is best. The lifestyle that works for you is the lifestyle that's best screw the world, the world will take care of itself. The lifestyle that works for you, if we all have the lifestyle that works for us, guess what? The world will be a happy place. Then isn't that the real goal? To be happy? I think that's the real goal in life, even the people who are, you know, searching success, the type A personalities, they're searching to be happy, they find happiness in that success, they find happiness in that drive,
1: yes, I don't understand it, no, but, I, but i accept it yeah we're not type a's we're so. not type a's no. so we're,
0: and they don't understand us just the
1: they same. don't understand it yes yeah yeah i knew a type a he was constantly coming in just stirring things up he was a boss and i tried to talk to him once so i'm like we're not like you <laughs> he just <laughs> looked at me
0: <laughs> well, that was a long talk we're at 57 minutes what do you got three minutes
1: three minutes okay how do you know when a relationship is getting serious
0: that's a good question
1: I think one of the hallmarks is when you say I love you
0: yeah
1: I mean that's a definite passage
0: relationship is getting serious my guess is when you start thinking that as a relationship
1: oh good one
0: and you know i don't think there's a answer that you can see from the outside it's an internal answer
1: uh-huh. oh definitely yes
0: yeah and there's you it's one of those things it's like you know how do you know when you love somebody you just know you just know you just know And how do you, you know, sometimes it hits you like a brick. Sometimes it it grows like a flower, but, you know, it doesn't always come the same way. It doesn't always, you know, present itself the same way. Sometimes it, it reaches you from unexpected directions when you're not looking. When people ask, so... I'm trying so hard to find a to find a girlfriend or to find a relationship and it. it will stop trying. Stop looking so hard. You know, just go off and be yourself and let the world come to you. Put good stuff out into the world and good stuff in the world will come back to you. So it's part of the reason you're you're having trouble. It's because you're looking desperate. And you're getting literally trying too hard, so stop trying so damn hard. Desperation isn't attractive. You know, believe in yourself. Believe that you're an you're an attractive human being, whether you know physically or and, and but more importantly, underneath. Build- yeah,
1: yes, that confidence is is very attractive. It's
0: it's. It draws me. So I wouldn't even necessarily call it a confidence. It's just that you've accepted who you are.
1: To me, that to me that's a confidence in who you are. You're comfortable <laughs> with who you and what you are.
0: Yeah, I am what yes. I am, and you're gonna like me for who I am, and, and if or
1: you're not, not,
0: or not, <laughs> or not, yeah, you know, hey, you don't have to be my friend. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, nice meeting you. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. 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 yeah.
0: yeah. And I think that's, so, you know, maybe just accept that you're a good human being. You put good things out into the world and good things will come back into your world. And I think that is if you want to find the human connection that we're all striving for, we all look for that kind of deep, real human connections. I don't think there's anything more universal, right? You, we, we're born, we die, we eat and we... Poop. We may, and we and we search for that, you know, someone to spend our life with. I mean, it's almost that it's almost universal the need for a deeper human connection. Yes, yeah. across cultures, across the whole planet, entire course of time. And artists have spent countless hours trying to paint the expression of love, trying to write poetry.
1: Trying to capture its essence. Yeah,
0: trying to express it, trying to to create it, cover its whole beauty, its whole depth, its whole entire meaning. And There have been volumes of books, novels, studies, uh, movies, music, it extends through the course of time. And yet, we still, to this day, sitting out here making podcasts, trying to explain uh, love. And yet, no one's been able to really do it. No. Because each person experiences it differently. We're all unique. We all perceive the world through our own eyes. And we all want, need, and express love in our own unique ways and that crashes into somebody else's unique ways and you know new universes of love are born and i think you know there's nothing more beautiful than that and that is what we're going to end on please Visit us at latenightlove.us. I can find the banner here somewhere. There you go. Latenightlove.us. Send us a message. You can reach me at Jazzrek on Twitter. You can email the Lubby at love at latenightlove.us. Um you can go to our anchor.fm slash late night love and leave us a voice message. You can always find us on Facebook and YouTube. And I think we've got a MeWe account and a Minds account. And oh. we've got all, yeah, we're going to have to put all that on our website. And just go to our website and find it or put it on the banner is what we really should do Just put it
1: on the banner. Put it on the
0: banner. On the thing that anyway, put it on the overlay. And anyway, thank you all for taking the time. Good night. And, uh, oh, before we go. Next week is Halloween. Halloween, so if you guys have any topic suggestions or scary or stories, anything you want us to talk about, any Halloween thing, Halloween themed discussion topics, send it our way. We'd love to hear from you. And I think that's about it for me and Lovey and everybody else who's out here uh, enjoying the night of love. Please remember to love everybody.